Records across Australia's property market are now being broken. Now it depends on if you own assets versus not owning assets, whether this is good news or whether this could be the worst news you could hear today. I'm definitely not a negative Nancy. In fact, I don't even look like a Nancy. My name's Ravi. But the idea behind these records actually being broken could mean the housing crisis gets worse here in Australia. So if you are interested in what my thoughts are, then definitely keep watching. Hey guys, my name is Ravi and welcome back to Personal Finance with Ravi Sharma. If you're new here, smash that subscribe button because I talk about real estate, cryptocurrency and financial freedom. Now the housing crisis here in Australia is about to get worse and if you're someone that holds assets, well, this is probably great news for you. Now, unless something's wrong with you, you're not sitting there cheering and saying, yes, everyone else is getting screwed over. It's just the state of the market at the moment. And so what we need to do is understand why we're in this position and more importantly, why are you in this position where we see news around the property prices increasing and it makes us feel bad. It's almost as bad as I feel when I've been sidelined for a better part of the year when it comes to Bitcoin and not buying enough because the prices are up over 100% at this point. But I digress. What we're going to look at is two key things that are happening right now in the Australian property market when it comes to records being broken. And number one is the vacancy rate. This graph here is doing the opposite of what prices in Australia are doing, which is this one is going down to the right and property prices are going up to the right. Now, what we can see here is in the orange color, we've got combined regionals. In the black color, we've got combined capitals. And what we're looking at with the vacancy rate, at what pace are we dropping? And of course, this is very macro. You're combining all of the capitals, all of the regionals together. As we know already, there are areas within areas. So we need to be very mindful when we are looking at this data to go, oh, well, it says every capital city, let me go buy a house in Darwin and hope for the best. And what we're seeing here is from about 2017, really from the point of about 2015, all we've seen is the market go down and down when it comes to vacancy rates, which means for anyone that owns property, this is great news because it translates into more demand relative to the supply. So there's more people wanting to rent a place, that means your rents go up. Now it's been a consistent downturn since 2015, apart from what we saw in late 2019 and early 2020. This blip here is 2020, where we saw people moving back in with families, we had a lot of people migrate out of Australia, and that's why we saw a little peak up in vacancy rates. But since then, it's been a complete drop off. As we've seen migration come into the country, there is too much demand for the supply we have existing. So the current percentage in terms of vacancy rate for capitals is 0.9%, whereas regionals is at about 1.2%. This is actually quite insane. When you look at the longer term averages being 10 year averages, more closer to about three and three and a half percent. So this means effectively, there's less rental properties available for people that are wanting to rent, which effectively means rents go up. And that's why we have a rental crisis. And we've been seeing this for the better part of 18 to 24 months. Now, the next thing I wanna share with you is why do we not have enough homes? I mean, the government came out and said, yes, we we're gonna build like a million homes and it was gonna be fantastic. But at the time I had also come out and said, look, they're not gonna hit this number. It's totally a political play. And I don't really care which party's in power. At the end of the day, I just need to get the job done. And in this case, they clearly can't get their job done because they've said, yes, we're gonna do a million houses, but we're gonna fail at that anyway. Now, building approvals are running at 167,000 over the last year. Now that sounds like a great number, except Australia needs closer to about 225,000 in order to even keep up with the high population growth as well as what the numbers were when they promised a million over the next five years. And this number is down about 10%. And the reason being is a couple of things. Well, one, you've got building companies all around Australia going bust. They're liquidating, they've got no money, they've got no cash flow. And then you think to yourself, well, hey, they're charging so much for a building nowadays. Like, how are you going broke? And it's because the cost of labor is increasing, the cost of the goods you needed to build a house have increased. And on top of all of that, you've got people canceling at record high levels. Now cancellation effectively means that someone's gone in and said, yeah, yeah, I'll build this house. And then the interest rates 
rates went up and you said, oh yeah, I can't build this house. And with the interest rates going up, your borrowing capacity went to shit. So you're like, yeah, I definitely can't buy a house. Let me go rent something. And then that person goes from wanting to build a house, which would put one up in the building commencements and approvals and then actually completion. And they've moved into the rental market and say, so go, okay, cool, I'm gonna rent. So we've had more people go from homeowners or prospective homeowners to now being renters and continuing to rent. And on top of all of that, you've got so many immigrants coming into the country and it's all been done by design. Like it wasn't just, oh shit, like that happened? And if you're thinking that, no, no, it was a mistake, it was honest, it was a mistake, don't worry about it, like leave the government alone. No, 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 they planned this shit. And they planned it because we knew that we were gonna head into a recession, it was gonna be bad. The GDP numbers here in Australia were just dropping. And so all of these people have come in, now you've got artificial stimulus effectively with more people being able to spend more money. But that's why I bring up the per capita recession we have here in Australia, because that is telling us a better story of what's actually happening. We have too many people, so it looks like, oh yeah, like we don't have a problem here in Australia. Oh, but we don't have a problem because we have like 400,000 extra people here. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> so if we have all these fear around the recession and we have so many people and the rental crisis is occurring, why are property prices now hitting an all time high? The PropTrack Home Index shows the home price upturn is firmly entrenched and prices hit fresh record highs in many markets in October. And here is the graph from October, 2023. Now there's a lot of numbers here, so let's just go through them carefully. Now this is monthly growth. Let's not really pay attention to this all that much because you're a long-term investor, but this will give you an idea as you go through your research journey to go, okay, I look at the macro, then come down to the micro. Now what we're looking at is this annual growth here. And you can see Sydney prices have gone up by 7.51%. Melbourne's pretty much stabilized, hasn't done anything. Brisbane has gone up by 7.36, Adelaide at 8.7. Perth a staggering 10.9%, whereas Hobart, Darwin and ACT have all reduced in price. So when you look at this, capital cities have gone up by 5.55%. Now, if you average that out, you now have prices at their peak. Let's just put that into context. The cash rate has gone up from 10 basis points past 400 basis points, yet we are now at peak prices. Like make sense of that. Because I remember 12 months ago saying, well, don't worry about interest rates, property prices are gonna still go up. And then the comment section were like, this guy's delusional. All he thinks is the prices go up. And yes, at this point, it sounds like it's getting a bit FOMO-y, but it's definitely not. There is so much left in this tank when it comes to this market. And I think people are about to realize how much more it actually has. And when you look at something like this, which is change since March, 2020. <laughs> yeah, I was buying in Feb 2020. Anyways, we can see prices here in Sydney up 31%, Melbourne up 16%, but then you look at areas like Brisbane, Adelaide, and Perth, where you've gone up by 53, 55, and 42%. Absolutely insane numbers. Where it gets crazier is when you look down at the second half of this graph, because as you all know, if you've been following me on the channel for a while, this is the stuff I love, where people aren't looking. These are the areas, the golden gems. It's so much harder to go and tell a buyer's agency client, hey, I can make you a lot of money, but you're looking at an area you've never even heard of versus, hey, yeah, just come buy this off the plan apartment in the middle of Melbourne. Yeah, you'll do well. Uh, yeah, clearly not. And when you start looking at the regional areas, they're at a peak as well. But from March, 2020, the returns are 49.3%. When you compare that to the capital cities at 31.2%, there's a big difference. And yes, you could probably go on to argue that, oh, well, this is short term, you know, it was just the pandemic and whatnot. But when you start looking at prices, like in regional New South Wales, the median value is 712,000. If you look 
look at in Western Australia, it's 463,000. But you're telling me that 30 years ago, prices in New South Wales, the median value should be $712,000. Like, or, you know, if it's 49% less than that, so it was what, $320,000? No, it was much less than that. And the point I'm trying to make here is that we've seen significant growth in regional markets for the better part of 40 or 50 years. It's just that no one was paying attention when that was happening. And this graph here just illustrates how things are cyclical and you need to be in the right markets because not everything grows at the same pace. What we can see is 2019 was the bottom of many markets. So if you had bought in 2019, you would be sitting pretty. When you look at 2020, you can see that yes, prices were supposed to come down because every Joe Blow said that yes, prices were gonna come down. Instead, we saw the biggest boom we've seen in Australian property history. And although it looks like we've come full circle, this is the percentage growth. So even though this number comes back to the baseline, that just means it didn't grow that year. Not that it went down by 20 or 30%. And some people get this wrong when they look at graphs like this. The point I'm trying to make is that right now we've hit two record highs, which is one, we've got peak prices for Australian homes in capital cities and regional areas, and you've got record low vacancy rates. Now, if you look at these two and objectively, whether you have property or not, do you see this changing significantly over the next 24 months? It is very difficult to see how that could actually happen, given we probably have, yes, interest rates maybe go up by another 25, maybe 50 basis points. But in the long term, we've seen where interest rates end up. And it's just a matter of being prepped for the short term pain. And I heard this mad quote, which is you date the interest rate, but you marry the property. You're holding the property through multiple cycles. In those cycles, you see interest rates high, you'll see interest rates low. If you can go and hold that property through different cycles, you will do really well. If you need help in making sense of all of this data and actually want someone to go and do it for you at speed, which is very important when the market's moving up by 10, 15%, definitely go check out this video. I run a full service buyers agency and we can help you actually go and source this property so you don't have to miss out every single week, waste your time talking to agents, blah, blah, blah. Just leave it to our team. We do the work for you. You make a lot of money and we can sip on pina coladas at the end of it, except I don't drink. So I'll have an orange juice, thanks. I hope you guys have enjoyed this video. If you have, smash that like button, subscribe if you haven't already, and I'll catch you on the next one. Thanks guys.